any sort of business can can leverage referrals in one way or another. What should you focus on in order to make sure that it is like, you know, the best referral program possible? Operation Automation is ready to launch. Prepare to optimize your business in three, two, one, go. Hey, Anya. Hi, Irek. Hi, everybody. It's great to be back for another episode of Operation Automation. Yep. And today we are going to talk with Raul Galera, Partnership and Business Development Lead at Referral Candy. But before we jump into the recording, I would like to ask you about your personal experience with good referral programs and bad referral programs. I love it when you ask me about my personal experience, Irek. So... When it comes to referral programs, I don't really have too much of a bad experience. Probably something happened, but as we discussed in one of the previous episodes, unless it's something catastrophically terrible, you don't really remember about it or you don't really want to share it. So when it comes to the good ones, I regularly use uh, Revolut's referral program. I'm also going to mention it during the interview because it really works. It And it works in such a way that you get just enough out of it. Your friend gets something out of it. And the bank also benefits because it doesn't simply give you goodies for telling, hey, check out this bank. Instead, it really verifies if the person interacts with them. And only then all the parties benefit. And I think this is exactly what makes a good referral program. So all the three parties involved should get something out of it. Ideally, everyone should get something in the equal manner. So it's not like you get everything and your friend gets a thank you or the other way around. Yeah, I totally agree with you. So it should be a sort of like win-win-win situation. And I know that Raul focuses mostly on e-commerce. This is obvious. And he explains or, or he said about rewards that mostly this is either a discount, cash or a gift. And I was also thinking about collaborating with an NGO, for example. So what do you think about a situation when if you refer someone to this product, we together with this particular NGO, we are going to plant a tree, save a seal, which is like, you know, do something good for earth or something good for someone else. What do you think about that? Would it be effective? Well, I would absolutely support a business that saves a seal, but I think this is this is just it. It has to support or cooperate with the NGO or a charity that you personally resonate with, which is amazing. And it still totally counts as a kind of a referral thing. But for example, a really good way people do it is one of Ukrainian online banks. It's a popular fintech in Ukraine where they allow you to get cash back from all your purchases as long as you purchase it through the bank. And different categories have different percentage of the cash back. In the beginning of each month, you can choose which categories you're going to get the cash back from. And one of those categories is actually that you're not going to receive the cash back. Instead, it's going to be donated. And you can choose between, I don't know, like five or seven different categories. So there's usually something that resonates with you. And I think it's a really good way to do it. 
Cool. I think that it also like follows your your model that you said because it is still like win win win. And obviously, if you if you think about it hard enough, you will probably create a situation where you have like even more wins. So you yeah. know, the 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 more the more wins, the better. Exactly. Thank and you. if the business said that I don't know, uh, you refer us to a friend, and we are gonna plant a tree. As long as me and my friend care about the tree, why not? Nobody's losing anything for sure. Yep. Okay. Cool. So let's jump into the conversation with Raul. I hope you like it. Raul, great to have you here. Um, I'm so glad that you could join us. If you could like briefly tell us about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I manage partnerships at Referral Candy. Uh, I've been at the company for six years already. Uh, the company's 10 years old, so we've been been around for a while. Um, and for for those of the those of you that don't know about Referral Candy, uh, we are an app that um, allows e-commerce stores to set up and run customer referral programs. Cool. Great. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you so much for this introduction and thank you for joining us today. And before we start with the official round of questions, we have a special question we ask all of our guests. And the question is, uh, what is the one thing in life that you wish you could automate? Oh, that's a really, really good question. Um, oh, okay. This is totally a first world thing, but um, I wish, and I've actually thought about this. I'm not a developer, so I, I'm sure there's a way to do it, but I haven't figured out how to do it yet. I wish there was a way that my coffee machine would make coffee in the morning. And by the time I get to the to the kitchen, it's already just ready to go. Because um, I'm usually a little bit too tired in the morning to make it first. Uh, I know it's, it, it sounds terrible. I, I apologize for, for saying this in, uh, on, in the air, but... No, no, I support you. But I think it exists. I mean, like, I'm not sure if it's real, but I think there are a couple of movies where I've seen this thing exist. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Actually, I have one of these like smart plugs that you can like, you know, you put it, you plug it in and then you can set it up on an app and like it turns on or off, but it doesn't make coffee. <laughs> it just like turns on the machine or, or turns it off, but it can't get further than that. So I don't know. I'm always wondering if there's a way to, to automate that. I should look oh. into it. <laughs> I... Recently, I bought like a set for pour over coffee. So then okay. it makes it even more complex. So actually, <laughs> when you said about like, yeah, getting up early and then you need to have like at least 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> so uh, that would be awesome. So if you figure out this idea and, and actually, you know, if you turn it into a product, just let me know because I'm going to buy it immediately. Okay. Sounds good. Perfect. Thank you so much for this answer. And we can move on to the marketing questions. Um, so we did a little bit of scouting and we kind of stalked you online. We checked the Referral Candies website and a lot of details. Could you please tell us how exactly do referrals help businesses in general or in relation to their sales? Um, referrals, it's something that uh, kind of happens organically uh, in the sense that, I mean, we all recommend stuff to our friends and family and coworkers. Um, and we don't necessarily need somebody or something to encourage us to do so. In a lot of cases, we just want to do it because either 
kind of the conversation comes up or or we just you know came back from a trip and we want to recommend something that we did or something we visited to somebody or or a show that we just watched um and the same thing with products you know something that we just bought we loved it and then we start recommending it to our friends and family because we were you know pretty excited about what we what we bought um so 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 referrals again happen organically they happen by just again just because of the nature of of how we communicate with each other but they are a very powerful force behind pretty much any business because you know what's more powerful than than somebody that spend money on your store now helping you get more customers um so the reason why referral marketing is so powerful is because we're you're you're kind of putting that organic word of mouth on steroids. That's actually a sentence that we, that we use a lot. Um, you're, you're encouraging people to go out even more and, and spread the word about the product and the brand and kind of like, again, turning, turning your customers into your salespeople, into your marketing team, if you, if you like. So I think that's why it's so powerful because it's also somebody that even though they're getting some sort of, you know, uh, recognition or some sort of reward for, uh, referring a product to, to somebody else. There's it's, it's not their job. They're not doing it because there's some kind of external force pushing them to do so. Uh, they are making that recommendation because they truly believe it's, it's useful for whoever is receiving the recommendation. So, so it's all of those, all of those items combined. I think it's what makes referrals so powerful for pretty much any business. We work a lot with e-commerce, so that's kind of where I see it the most. Um, but any sort of business can, can leverage referrals in one way or another. Cool. Um, do, do you have any statistics maybe or any data? Because if you treat it right and, and if you actually, you know, create this referral program as a sort of like a, revenue channel for your business. I don't know. Are there any like statistics you would like to share? It might be about e-commerce, but it might be about other businesses as well. Yeah. Uh, so the, there's a really famous, um, uh, kind of report. I think it's by Nissan research from, it's probably for, for like 10 years ago, but I mean, it's, I think it's still pretty relevant. Um, that talks about like different stats, uh, about referral marketing. So, you know, the fact that, refer customers spend more and stick around longer than customers that have been acquired through other channels. Um, the, the fact that refer customers are more likely to, uh, obviously be, be happy with the product and, you know, leave good reviews and, and become advocates themselves. And, um, that's, we have a couple of blog posts, um, that kind of summarize that, that, um, that piece of research, but then in terms of stats that we've been able to gather ourselves, um, I mean, the, the number one metric that we look at um, in terms of kind of uh, measuring how well a referral program is, is going, it's what we call the referral rate, which is the, the percentage of orders that are coming from the referral program compared to the total number of orders. Um, and so we've seen, so we, we did an analysis uh, a long time ago in, in like different industries and we, we kind of came up with the conclusion that the kind of the average benchmark uh, across all industries is about 2%. So we assume that's kind of like the bottom line increase in sales that you can get if you if you do a series of things right, which is again, you have a good product that you know your customers actually like and they're they're happy to refer. Uh, you have uh, a good set of rewards and then you do enough promotion because promotion is absolutely crucial for the success of a referral program. If you do, if you do all those three things, you should be able to get at least a 2% increase in sales. Um, uh, again, just coming from your referral program. But the reality is that 
I mean, I've seen that's kind of like the one end of the of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum, probably the best referral program I've ever seen. Um, it was over 30, 35% of orders coming from the referral sales, which is, it's absolutely insane. I mean, and, and it's an outlier. Um, but we we have a, a lot of case studies, um, uh, both on our blog and our case study section. And I realized actually very recently that a lot of them have in common that they're about a 10% um, referral rate. So again, having a 10% increase in sales because they're coming from new customers every single month. Um, and you're paying less to acquire those customers because they're only, you're only paying in terms of discounts or in terms of rewards once the purchase actually happens. So you're not setting up a budget on, you know, for, for ads and then kind of hoping that your cost per acquisition isn't higher than, uh, the one that the customer actually actually paid for the product. Um, so yeah, when you keep, when you kind of think about that, um, a 10% increase, it's, it's a lot. So I would say that, yeah, like bottom line, 2%, other, other side of the spectrum, 30 plus, but there's a good number of customers that are on the 10%, uh, which is very successful in my opinion, but it's not impossible to reach. I mean, sure. Well, for hmm. what you said, it also kind of comes out that the acquisition cost is very cheap here. So do you maybe, could you maybe share some um, average budgets that people need in order to get started with running referral programs or is, can it be completely free? So, um, I guess when it, when it comes to budget, there's two things that, that you need to keep in mind. Um, so if you're, if you're using a referral platform, like referral candy, um, our cheapest plan, it's, at either $39 a month, uh, paid annually or, or $49 a month. Um, if you pay month over month, so that's kind of like the baseline budget. Um, and then, um, and then we take a commission on referral sales, which is starts at 5%, but actually decreases all the way down to less than 1% as the sales grow. So that's one part of the budget. Um, and then the other part of the budget is the amounts that you're giving on discounts or, or rewards to acquire those customers. So on a referral program, you have two different people that you need to reward. So obviously the, the most, uh, kind of like the, 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 the one that makes most sense is to, your customer, um, you need to reward that person to encourage them to go out and, and refer. But then you also have the friend, uh, you're not necessarily giving them a reward, but you're giving them an incentive to buy for the first time. So those two people, those, those two kind of rewards combined, uh, again, they end up being money that you're not making because you're giving a discount, but it's, it's kind of like the cost per acquisition. Um, so if you're giving, let's say, uh, 15% and 15% or 20 and 20, you know, that's, those are, so again, on the customer acquisition cost, the new customer that you're acquiring, that's a 20% discount that you're taking plus the commission that default candy is taking, which is, it can go from 5% to less than 1%. Um, again, ends up being, uh, you're paying, uh, I guess, or you're getting like a 75% of the purchase, um, and that 25% in total combined the commissions on the discount, it's the amount that you're paying to acquire the customer. So, um, and again, that, that it's, that's if you decide to give a 20% discount, you can give more or less depending on your, on your margin. It's depending also how much you're, how much you're spending on other channels. Um, because, uh, I, I read on, um, a report, um, on eMarketer recently that talks about how Facebook is making more money out of e-commerce stores than e-commerce stores are making in net profit. Mm. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so Facebook takes more 
a bigger chunk of your store than you take in profit. So again, that doesn't happen with referral, referral marketing, uh, regardless of the platform that you're using. Uh, that's never going to be the case because it's, it's a, it's a channel in which you pay based on the performance that you actually get from it. So. Great. And also like the whole idea, as, as you mentioned, like, you know, turning your customers into your sales force, it's just brilliant. It just totally makes sense. But I wanted to uh, go back for a moment because you said that if you do things right, you can go above this like 2% revenue benchmark. So if we could please just go through these um, three things, as I remember, right? So what are the, the most important things in a, in a referral program? So what should you focus on in order to make sure that it is like, you know, the best referral program possible? So the first one is kind of like the, 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 the bottom line, it's making sure that you have a product that your customers are willing to refer uh, and willing to recommend to other people. Um, if you're, if your product, you know, if you're not getting good reviews, if your customers are complaining, you know, it's not a good time. It's, it's definitely not the right time to, to launch a referral program because it, it could backfire. Um, so that I would say that that's number one. Um, and then the second one is to, uh, make sure that your rewards are attractive. Um, people just think that, I mean, again, uh, a lot of your customers are going to recommend you because they think that your product's good and, and they know people that might be interested in it. But rewards are a big part of why we do things in general. So given a 5% discount, it's not probably not going to move the needle. Uh, you might as well just recommend the product without giving anything because a 5%, again, th these days it's, it's close to nothing. Um, considering that pretty much any, every single e-commerce store out there offers a 10% if you, if you sign up for a newsletter. So again, uh, doesn't really, doesn't really move the needle. Um, so, but if you have, let's say 15, 20, 25%, something that it's actually like unique and, and it can really truly make a difference for somebody that doesn't know your product yet that's going to buy for the first time, um, that's definitely going to increase conversions. Um, and then another side note on the rewards um, is that making sure that you're adjusting these rewards to your customer's purchase behavior. So if you're selling a product that your customers can buy on a regular basis, um, give your customers a discount on their next purchase for every friend that they refer. So that way they're incentivized to refer friends, but also to buy from you again. Now they have a, a discount that might as well use. Um, the other way around, if you're selling a product, your customers are probably not going to buy anytime soon, then don't give them a discount because it's going to be frustrating for them. Give them uh, a gift or, or, or cash, you know, any sort of other reward that they might still appreciate. Um, and then the third kind of pillar for a successful referral program, um, it's promotion. So just because you have a post-purchase email and you're telling your customers about the referral program after they make a purchase, um, that's not going to be enough, uh, just because you're letting them know once, uh, that's really not going to make them remember it down the line. So if you can send reminders, if you can place call to actions on your website, if you can, uh, let them know on social media or whatever platform you use to connect with the customers, but make sure that they're getting a somewhat constant drip of, uh, of reminders about the referral program, um, that, I would say that that's probably one of the most important drivers of, of success for a program, especially because, um, and, and as consumers, we're all pretty used to the fact that after you buy something from a store, 95% of the content they're going to send you is it's 
directed towards you know getting you back to a store and buy again or giving you discounts or giving you flash sales or something like that when you just bought something when you're necessarily not necessarily ready to buy from the store again so kind of following up or reaching out <clears throat> to your customers about a referral program it gives you kind of like a different angle you're not going for the sale you're not being pushy you're not being promotional you're kind of putting it out there that hey other people might be interested in in the product that you that you just bought so um so yeah i think it it can kind of work both both ways this is this is great i also but when you said about that i remember at least a few companies who can turn the incentive into a threat at some point because there is this moment where you can use the discount but then let's say for three days you are being like reminded that hey you're going to lose this discount in three days. Then you're going to lose it in two days. You have just one day left to use this, you know, discount. And then I'm not, obviously I'm not interested because, you know, but, but, but then I'm also like a bit terrified, like, wow, it's, it's, <laughs> it's been three days since they just informed me that I'm going to lose something. So uh, what, what do you think? Is it, is it a, a good idea to include this sort of like a threat in your referral program or not really? <laughs> Uh, I mean, pr I mean, probably not. I mean, again, uh, it's, it, I mean, it is true that, uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that we don't like about marketing that just, unfortunately they work. Um, it's true that that's certain setting some sort of timeline for, for expir expiration date for, for coupon codes. Um, it's something that tends to work. Um, but again, I mean, it's all a matter of knowing your customers. Um, if you're, I mean, if you're selling something that, you know, it's an impulse buy, then maybe, I don't know, maybe a three or five, 10 day window might actually work. But if you know that your customers are making a, a kind of like a more informed decision about your product, then, you know, maybe give it 30, 60 days, something along those lines. I mean, we, we do offer the possibility of, of setting an expiration date for coupon codes, but in, in a lot of the cases, because the stores, the brands don't really want to have coupon codes kind of unaccounted for that you know, they don't know if they can be used, you know, later on in the, uh, in, in the future or they, or they could, you know, end up in a coupon site or something like that. So some, a lot of the, in a lot of the cases, these expiration rates for coupon codes are kind of self protection for the stores just to make sure that they, they, you know, kind of keep things under, under control. Sure. Sure. I understand it. I was just, just one question about like, is there anything, sorry, Anya, is there anything else, uh, apart from like discounts? Do, do, do you think that, you know, is there any, any, like any other option to incentivize uh, a referral than a discount actually? We, we, we see a lot of cash, cash rewards. Um, so the, the way that we particularly do is that we automate that whole process through PayPal. So um, if your friend makes a purchase through your referral link, um, you'll get, you'll get a, a, you know, money deposited in your, in your PayPal account. It could be either a fixed amount or a percentage of your friend's purchase. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, effectively how, how it works. Um, and then we've also seen a lot of, um, kind of free gifts, um, or, well, obviously free gifts, obviously yeah, the gifts that, that are being offered to advocates when you refer a friend, um, especially when it comes to um, subscription boxes. So if it's a product that you can accumulate, uh, we've seen several uh, subscription boxes that offer you maybe like next month you'll get two boxes or as many boxes, uh, as many additional boxes as friends that you've referred in, in the previous month. So yeah, all that kind of stuff that works really well. If, you, if your customers love your product, why not giving them more <laughs> for free? Um, on my end, I wanted to 
relate to what you mentioned about referral candy already and this promotional bid. So as I understand, this kind of platforms, platforms such as referral candy, mainly help you with this stage of spreading the word about the referral. Am I right? So how could you maybe expand a little bit on um, what these sort of platforms exactly do to the business, why it's worth investing in them and how they can help? Yeah, so I mean, there's there's two main benefits, uh, in my opinion, to referral marketing. The first one is customer acquisition. So again, it's effectively turning your customer base into a sales force that's going out there and, and recruiting uh, new customers for you. Uh, and then the second one is that the, the, the power they can also have for customer retention. So as I mentioned earlier, if you are giving customers a discount as a reward for every friend they refer, then you're giving them an incentive to also come back to your store and buy from you again. And so kind of like retaining that customer even, even longer. Um, and so the, those are kind of like the two main areas in which referral marketing helps. Uh, the, the, the main benefit of using a platform, in my opinion, um, it's automating the whole thing. Um, I mean, there's, there's enough things that you need to do uh, when you're running a, an e-commerce store, things that you know, require your, your full attention. Um, and referral marketing shouldn't be one of those. Uh, at the end of the day, it's a pretty straightforward process. You get a new customer coming into your store. You ask them to join the referral program. You give them a referral link and then just you know, remind them that the referral program exists and that they can um, refer their friends. But that whole process should definitely be automated. Um, I've, I've talked to brands that before signing up on referral candy, they were doing it manually. So they were like creating coupon codes, sending them to customers and then tracking purchases that were coming through those coupon codes and then sending the rewards manually. I mean, that, that works initially if you want to test it out, if you want to see if referral marketing is something that works for your business. But once you get to a certain scale, it's, it, it's something you definitely need to outsource. That's great that you're saying this because, well, this is what the podcast is all about, right? It's operation automation. So it's perfect that this tool actually helps with just that. And uh, would you say that all these automation workflows are generally the same for different kinds of stores or everyone can kind of get creative with them? I mean, you can, you can definitely get creative. Um, and we've seen companies that on top of doing what Rafal Candy does, they also... Um, for example, they, uh, we have an integration with, with, uh, Google ads and Facebook ads and, and, um, ad roll, which allows you to retarget friends of your customers who haven't bought yet. So again, that's, that's a way of kind of like, uh, convince people that had been pitched about, about your product. They've, they've looked at your site, but they didn't pull the trigger. So it's kind of a way of getting in front of them and say, Hey, like, you know, what's, uh, what do, what do we need to do to convince you, right? Um, we've also seen brands that um, deliver like physical cards in the packaging, letting customers know about the referral program. So on top of whatever widgets and pop-ups and, and emails they might have to promote the program, they're also doing it probably at the moment in which you have the full attention of your customer, which is when you're literally unwrapping the the package that you just, that you just got. Um, so those are a couple examples of things that brands are doing. Uh, but at the end of the day, we've, we've built a system that works pretty much straight out of the box. Um, you know, you can, you can set up a referral program in less than 15, 20 minutes and then have it up and running uh, automatically. Obviously there's 
there's lots of customizations that you can do, uh, kind of like, uh, you can integrate with, uh, with, you know, different, different apps that we have to kind of like create different workflows. Um, but the kind of like the bread and butter of what we do, it's something that we built it like that because it, it works for pretty much, um, any e-commerce store at the end of the day, it, it's, it's pretty straightforward is get a customer, give them a link, get them to refer and then track the purchases and the process starts all over again. That sounds great because I, I didn't know that it's only like, you know, 15 minutes and, and you're ready to go because I thought that this is something, you know, you need to think about it for a long time, like develop this, this sort of like, um, strategy. And then, you know, it's time consuming because you need to create a team and then this referral team or partnership team will make sure that everything goes, you know, smoothly. So if you could explain to a person who, okay, I run my e-commerce business. I'm, I'm completely new to this. Where do I start? So I would start first of all, by kind of identifying either the need for a referral program or just like doing some sort of sanity check in terms of, am I ready for this? So, um, again, sometimes it's as simple as just figuring out, are your customers happy? Like how many returns are you getting? How many cancellations are you getting? What's, what are the messages that your customer's uh, success team is, is getting? Um, uh, the reviews, I don't know if I mentioned, but yeah, the, the reviews, um, are customers asking for a referral program to your customer su support team? That's something that, uh, it actually happens quite often that brands get to us because they're like, Oh, our, our customers saying that they've referred five friends and they were wondering if we have any sort of rewards. Right. So, so that, that kind of sanity check, it's something that, uh, I would definitely, you know, kind of. Uh, recommend as the, as the first thing to do, uh, just to be safe. Um, and then after that, if, I mean, if you're, if you're setting up a program on referral candy, uh, I mean, we make it simple because we're thinking about kind of that person that's running a referral, uh, sorry, running an e-commerce store by themselves. Um, so that person might not have access to a full-time designer or full-time, um, engineer that can help with, you know, kind of complex integrations. So we built it in a way that, for example, if you're using Shopify, you just install it in your, in your store, uh, install referral candy on your store, and then just set the rewards that you want to give your customers and their friends. And then again, if you don't have kind of like the resources or the time to set up an email campaign or set up uh, a pop-up or, or, you know, anything along those lines, you just need to upload a couple of assets to referral candy, like your logo, your banner, and, you know, a couple more things. And then we take care of the rest. So we, we design the kind of like the simple email notifications for you that we design the widgets, um, all that, all that kind of stuff. So it all happens again, once you set that up, it's kind of set and forget because uh, again, we're kind of thinking about that person that doesn't have a partnership team, doesn't have a, uh, an affiliate marketing team, uh, that can run that for them. Um, and so the, the, obviously the process happens a lot faster. We also work with kind of more enterprise customers that do have those affiliate team or like customer retention teams. Um, and then the process is usually a lot longer because they, they want to be, they want to be able to, uh, modify every single email or modify, you know, different widgets or modify the workflow. And that we have that ability too. They can, they can go on referral candy and they can customize it as much as they want. But we, that's a good thing. It's like, we, we can offer both, both ends. If you're, if you're a, a kind of corporate client that wants to do a full revamp of what your referral program looks like, you can do that. But if you're also somebody that just needs something that works and kind of forget about it, then yeah, we also have that, that option by, by default. I know that you're talking about this more enterprise teams and departments. I'm kind of curious, what's the referral program 
organization fall more into the category of marketing or customer experience or should it be its own department? How would you approach it? Um, I would say that for for those kind of clients, I mean, we typically deal with um, the kind of like the, the, the general marketing team um, in terms of kind of like more specific positions. Something that I've started seeing uh, more often recently is um, I don't know if they're like sub teams or at least somebody in charge of uh, customer retention. Um, that's something that's become increasingly important in the past few years. And now there's people whose job is to make sure that they're uh, again, customers are coming back for more. Um, but, but yeah, I would say it's, it's kind of like a mix between um, either the people are in charge of customer acquisition. So typically the same, uh, kind of like the same teams that are setting up, you know, ads and and kind of like you know uh, the different customer acquisition channels. They also look for alternatives, mostly because again, it's gotten increasingly um, expensive over the past few years to to acquire customers just from uh, ads. So if they're writing ads, if you know, obviously doing SEO, they're looking for additional channels. They they typically you know stumble upon referral marketing and they go they go with that. But yeah, I would say it's either either somebody in charge of, of customer acquisition or, or retention as well. Either of those, it's, it's, they're fairly, fairly common. I got to say, it's also really cool that customer retention gets more exposure nowadays because we know you've already mentioned how important it is as a customer. I recognize how important it is and how pleasant it is when you really see the brand caring about you, personalizing the offer to you. So that's great that more companies actually invest into a specific position that takes care of just that. I think that's great for all the parties involved. Because here, when, when we, you know, you've described this super easy process of, of setting up the, you know, if, if you don't have a team of people, you can spend like, you know, 15, 20 minutes, you have a tool and boom, it's running. So I was wondering, when, when do you know that now perhaps is the time to, to scale? Maybe, you know, is it time to hire a person who will be responsible for customer referrals? I would say that um, more, so I, I guess it's, 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 it's mostly in terms of, or at least what I've seen uh, in kind of like companies using, using referral candy, um, typically the type of kind of like scale up they, that we see on, in terms of referrals comes from expanding into similar kind of word of mouth related channels. So you have an extremely successful referral program, but what's going to happen typically is that you're going to have five, maybe 10 top advocates that are going to be the ones that are referring the most customers. And then you're going to need somebody that can get in touch with those people and figure out why, why are they so good at, at referring, referring people? And then it might be that they, they're influencers. Maybe they have a very successful, you know, TikTok channel or, or Instagram channel. And then um, that's where most of the referrals are coming from. So in that case, you probably need somebody to maybe have a closer relationship with those people, uh, maybe send them free products, help them, you know, craft even better content, uh, maybe provide them an additional incentive besides what you offer already on your, on your referral program. Um, and so, but, but that kind of like falls into more of the category of influencer marketing, which is something that, uh, I mean, we actually just released a product for influencer marketing uh, that runs on referral candy, but it's, it, it kind of helps, helps companies find influencers that can promote the brand. And so, so it's, it's kind of like a, <clears throat> like a separate, it's under the same umbrella of word of mouth. Cause at the end of the day, 
influencer marketing is for the mouth. Uh, it's just the difference is just that instead of getting a, re- a recommendation from a friend, you're getting it from somebody that you follow on on Instagram, and you follow that person for a reason. Um, you follow that person because I don't know if you like basketball, you're following that person because maybe they they, pr- they promote content about basketball and they're really good at it, right? Um, so it's they're not a celebrity. They're not you're not following them because they're you know, really good at playing basketball. You're following them because they're, they're really good at talking about basketball or putting out basketball content. So, so it's people that have some sort of reputation that they need to maintain. And so they also can't really afford to promote a product that their audience is not going to like, or that it's not going to work or that it's not good enough for their audience. So there's kind of a level of trust there that it's probably not as close as you know, the level of trust that you have for, for a family member, or a coworker or a friend, but it's out, it's out there. Um, and so that's kind of like the, the, the most typical kind of like next step that we've seen after access successful referral program kind of takes off. That's really great that you mentioned it because we were actually thinking about these differences between uh, referrals, such as paid programs, a lot of brands opt in for and, the typical recommendations that you would expect people to do organically. If your brand is super good, you would probably recommend it to some friends. Now you've also added influencer marketing to this mix, which I think is really cool. And we have an episode on just that. From my end, I may also be horribly off here, but I think this whole process kind of aligns with the loyalty programs that serves for customer retention. We also have an episode on that, by the way. Uh, so um, how would you say, what is the main difference between those paid automated referrals and the organic recommendations businesses strive for? I mean, I think it's, uh, I think, I don't think there's that big of a difference between the two. Um, uh, at the end of the day, I mean, when, when, we, when we talk about paid recommendations, we can talk about influencers and that's, Again, that's that's a more kind of like a business transaction. And, and again, when we look at Instagram and we see an influencer promoting a product, we can we can trust that that person has probably done a little bit of due diligence in you know using the product themselves. And and that's actually kind of the 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 way that influencers work. Like they want to see the product first, they want to use it, and then they'll talk they'll talk to you about money, you know, in terms of how much am, am I getting paid for promoting the product? But if the first they want to see it again, sanity check, they want to make sure that they're not, you know, putting something crazy or something that doesn't work, um, out there, but, but because they're kind of like a mix between an ad and a personal recommendation, you can see that recommendation on your, on your Instagram feed and you know that there's money behind it. So Again, the, 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 did you trust it at maybe not hundred percent, but you trust it at like 75, 80%. Uh, so, but so again, so that that's one type of like paid recommendations. And then the other paid type of paid recommendations that we've been talking about, it's, it's people, it's your customers that are referring, um, other friends and family and they're, and they're getting something, um, for doing that recommendation. I don't think that you can kind of put them in the same bucket as as affiliates or as influencers, because in this case, if you get up, if, if you use a product and you buy it and you don't like it, or it doesn't work for you, there's almost no incentive that the brand can give you to re- recommend that product to your friends and family. If you didn't like it yourself, nobody would, you know, uh, promote a bad product to their kind of closest circle, um, in exchange for what, like 
fifty hundred dollars i don't i don't think so i mean like i don't think somebody would you know kind of go that far because uh, again those recommendations are, happen- are happening in your in, in in the people that you to see more often and you and you talk to uh on a on a daily basis so so yeah i think at the end of the day it, if anything uh, uh rewards like setting rewards and setting incentives help you spread the word even more but they are in the same bucket as kind of organic referrals uh, at the end of the day they're happening for the same reason pretty much so what would make the business decide to pay for this if they can basically just try to thrive for this outstanding customer service and pray that people refer them for free <laughs> but because because the 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 number of the absolute number of customers that are going to refer you without incentives is going to be much smaller than if you set up an incentive system at the end of the day i mean it's it's incentives work in in the sense that when you're giving somebody an incentive to do something, they're probably going to think about it more often. Um, and then <clears throat> there's an aspect that we, we we try to highlight when we talk to new merchants uh, as much as possible is the fact that in a lot of the cases, people are, since people are going to refer anyway, it's it's mostly about making sure that the friend is incentivized to buy for the first time. So it, we've seen a lot, a lot of successful referral programs in which the friend gets a higher reward than than the advocate because the recommendation yeah, is going to happen that, anyway that kind of hurts actually because i'm usually <laughs> the referring friend <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think you, that it should yeah. be a standard because yeah. Like, yeah anya recommended me you know at least several businesses in the past few months and some of them you know i will probably buy the products at some point so i wish there was a way to actually make sure that the business also understands that I, I, you know, if not Anya, then I, I, I wouldn't even know that they exist. I will work on, I will check it if I can find the referral programs for those businesses to let you know and get something out of it. I mean, I have so many friends I refer to Revolut and it just hurts because they get good money and I get a thank you card. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, um, and now that you mentioned Revolut, um, so I've I've been a user of of TransferWise for for a long time. Uh, now it's called Wise, I think, just Wise. Um, um, but they have a referral program, um, and uh, I've 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 referred a few people. Um, probably, I mean, like referring in terms of like letting people know, I've referred probably like you know seven, eight, nine people, something like that. Um, but only a handful of them. Well, actually less than a handful because otherwise I would have gotten my reward, but um, have signed up and like, you need to like refer people They need to sign up and then transfer a certain amount of money in order to qualify a success, successful referral. Um, and so the way they have it set up is that I think you need to refer things like five or seven people or something like that before you get your first reward. Um, and I've actually heard from, from several people that it's like, Hey, I've, I've sent them like three clients, but I never got anything in return. At the end of the day, I love TransferWise. It's a really great product. And especially back when I first signed up for it, like 2015, it was like nothing like it um, out there. Now there's more options for international transfers. Um, but it, 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 you know, kind of, in my opinion, like it proves one of the points that I usually tell merchants is that it's better to give a small reward, but often, or make it easy to, to achieve that small reward than given a big reward, but you need to, you know, complete like 
you know, a lot like different, like complicated missions for it, you know? Um, so, so yeah, it's kind of, that's, that's how I approach rewards anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't even have five friends to refer wise to, so <laughs> exactly, that would totally yeah. not work for me. <laughs> I understand that it's being gamified, but it's, it's too difficult a game. I, I believe that, you know, you need to find five new players. It's like, <laughs> and, and exactly. each one of them, each one of them needs to do something. And there's like a minimum amount that they need. To, yeah, it, it could be easier. Um, I always give a, uh, an example, and this is a SaaS company. Um, and I give them credit every time I can. Uh, Pipedrive, uh, they are a, a CRM. And they, uh, they, they're like, we're not going to give money to you, but we're going to give you branded stuff. So they, they send like coffee mugs and, and like notebooks and, you know, t-shirts, I think, so, something like that. And, and it's smart because it's stuff that you have you're probably going to have on your desk. So you're going to see their brand on a regular basis. So it, it's, it's really smart kind of all around the way that they've figured it out. We were thinking about it. Like we are working on starting the merch. Uh, like we thought about the merch probably before we thought about the podcast, but we need to bring it to life. Cool. Um, another thing that really struck me on your website was... Um, you call it fraud, but generally I think it's very easy for people to abuse referrals. So could you maybe share some strategies that help you prevent this kind of fraud? I mean, anything that involves, um, I mean, I was going to say people, that's not the right word, but anything that involves like, uh, transactions, uh, and transactions between people, it's, it's prone to, to fraud. Um, so that's something that we, we you know, obviously take seriously and, and address it because that's, that's not the point of our referral program. Uh, one of the most, I guess the, the most kind of classic examples of, of fraud can be, uh, people referring themselves, um, using a referral link to try to refer themselves. So we, we have ways to, to, to identify that and, and kind of like, uh, block those referrals. Cause again, a referral program is now meant for, for that use. Um, and then the, the kind of like the other most common one is it's coupon sites. So there's, there's coupon codes that end up posted on, on coupon sites. And, and again, so you're, you're taking advantage of a, of an offer that was meant to be for somebody's friend and, you know, and you're just getting it because you just happen to, to look for it. Right. Um, so those are kind of like the two main instances of fraud that we, that we deal with. Um, we have ways to identify that and, and block it right away if we if we're 100% sure that that's the case. Uh, but in, in most of the cases, what we do is that we flag it to the merchant. So we uh, we have a fraud center uh, on their dashboard, and then we list all the different transactions that we think are fraudulent, and then let them decide what to do about them. Um, another case can be somebody making way too many referrals in a very short uh, um, time span, right? Suspicious. So... We, we're not going to block it right away. We're just going to uh, put it in the fraud center and, and race it to the merchants so they can so they can decide for themselves. Um, I, I wanted to go back a bit to um, referral pro referral programs apart from e-commerce because you've mentioned that well, e-commerce obviously is is you know the probably the biggest market for referrals for, for obvious reasons, because marketers and e-commerce, they can easily track revenue. And then, as you said, you can start with 2%, but then depending on how, how good your referral program is, you could strive for 30 something percent, which is great. But 
you know, could you maybe give us any examples of other industries that find refer referral programs successful? Um, I mean, yeah, I've, I've been talking about e-commerce because that's that's I mean what we're optimized for. But but yeah, I mean, uh, referral marketing is something that I think works for pretty much every single industry out there. I mean, I, um, I've seen agencies, uh, agencies that we work with that have their own referral program. Uh, so, you know, if you're a client of those agencies and you refer another client, they'll give you, I don't know, uh, some sort of discount on your next retainer, or they'll give you, um, some sort of cash reward or something along, along those lines. Um, I don't know how automated the process is in those cases, maybe, maybe for service companies that will deal with like smaller sets of companies, something they can just do manually. Um, but uh, so, so again, I don't, I don't, I can't think of the same way that even within e-commerce, like e-commerce, it's, it's a very broad term. We have companies selling gadgets, nutrition, uh, you know, clothing, jewelry, you know, there's, there's a lot of them. And, and again, I, I haven't, I've, I don't think I've seen an industry that doesn't work, uh, for, um, for, and again, within e-commerce, I haven't seen a type of e-commerce store that doesn't really work that we've seen systematically that referrals don't, don't work for them. What I would say though, is that if you're a B2B company, uh, you need to make sure that the person that receives the referral, sorry, the person that receives the reward for the referral, it's the person that gets rewarded. Um, there's a lot of referral programs for SaaS. Uh, I'll give you an example of that. It, it, will, it will kind of make it very clear. So there's a lot of uh, referral programs in SaaS in which, let's say I'm using, I'm going to make it up, Trello, uh, just because I'm looking at my bookmarks right now. I'm using Trello and I'm going to refer uh, Trello to somebody else or another company. And let's say the reward system is that whoever signs up for Trello gets you know 50% off their first month. And then we also, or like, I, but in this case, my company gets a discount on whatever monthly payment we're, we're paying to Trello. I don't get that reward. I'm the one who made that, that referral, but I'm not necessarily getting a reward. It's, it's the company that pays for it. And also the same for the person that I refer, uh, I'm referring their company, but the person that's signing up on Trello, it's not going to pay it, you know, out of their own pocket. So uh, good referral programs. Uh, especially in situations like this and B2B where the person that makes the purchase decision is not the same person that actually buys it. Um, you need to be aware of who's the person or who's, what's the entity that you need to reward. And in a lot of the cases it's the actual person that made the recommendation. Uh, the example that I gave from Pipedrive earlier, it's, it's probably the best in my opinion. They, they don't give discounts to the company. They go for the person that took the time to send the email to a friend and be like, Hey, check out Pipedrive. That's the person you need to to reward. Great. Thanks for that. Because yeah, obviously there, there are some um, situations like that very often in the SaaS industry, for sure. Nice. Uh, what about NGOs, perhaps? Do you, do you know any, like, you know, is, is it also going to be as an NGO, you know, you try to collect money for a certain cause and could you use perhaps a referral program to make a certain project more successful? I mean, it's possible. It's, it's definitely something that I don't think I've seen, um, uh, at least not in, in referral candy. But I mean, again, uh, it's all it's all a matter of asking yourself: Are my customers already talking to their friends and family about my, in this case, my NGO? Um, if that's the case, then then th there is. I mean, you you know your customers better than anybody else, um, and so you know what kind of reward it's going to incentivize them to 
to go out and refer. So, so the answer is yes. Uh, I just don't know of a particular example that I can give uh, uh, on that case, but yeah. Sure, thank you. But, but at least we know that it's doable. I, I would say so, yeah. And what about podcasts? Uh, totally non-biased question on my end here. <laughs> Based on your experience, could you maybe suggest some of the cool ways we could use referrals to promote operation automation? Yeah, I mean, so uh, again, po podcast is definitely something that has a very strong word of mouth um, component behind it. Um, I've, I've realized recently that a lot of the podcasts that I listen to, it's because somebody else told me that I needed to listen to those. So, um, I mean, again, it's a matter of figuring out a way that you can uh, kind of automate the process of referring new people. And then that person checks out, the, you know, one of you guys' um, episodes or, uh, or maybe you get just by inviting people through email uh, to check out, you know, the podcast or check out an episode, they, they enter on, on, on a list and then they automatically get some sort of, some sort of either message or, or reward or gift or something along those lines. Um, it, it's, I guess it's a little bit different because you can't really make sure that somebody actually listened to the episode because, you know, it's all hosted on Apple podcasts or Spotify or, or whatnot. But, um, but at least kind of like making sure that, uh, that you reward people for just for, by simply taking the action of referring other people, uh, in all of the cases that that should be enough. Um, uh, I think that rewarding people for actually just taking the time to refer, even if it doesn't end up uh, turning into a new listener. Um, I think it's a fair, a fair thing to, to reward people for. Cool. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. And now, since this is a part of the e-commerce sprint, we have two more questions that relate to e-commerce specifically. So if you'd be willing to help us with those. Uh, first of all, what do you think the future of e-commerce is going to look like? The nearest future, let's say. In 2020, 2021, when it seemed like it was going to be the new normal, um, we were all like, okay, you know, this is it. Like we're, we're all just going to move to 100% e-commerce. Like we're going to make all of our purchases online. Like retail is dead. Um, it's not the case. Um, I was actually on a call with a, with a merchant, um, earlier this week and they were telling me that they had been somewhat forced to open physical stores in, in 2022 to be able to kind of like get back to the same numbers that they were having during 2020. Um, because again, people, again, they're, were, they're, they're done with COVID and they, they want to you know, spend money again on restaurants and travel and, and also retail. Like they, they actually enjoy, we thought, we thought it was kind of a hassle to have to go to the stores, but it turns out that we actually like it. Um, so, so I don't know, it's going to be a mix between the two, between retail and e-commerce, uh, retail is making a comeback, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's interesting how this whole thing is playing out. For sure. I mean, I'm also one of the people who loves physical stores, so it works for me. <laughs> and then the second question is, could you maybe share some of the ideas you have that would help people prepare their businesses for what's coming? So it could be related to referrals in your case or some of the coolest strategies, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I would say that probably the biggest um, advice that I can give to anybody that's running a, an e-commerce store, or at least thinking about uh, launching one, is and again, it's 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 not an easy one, but um, it's try to reduce your dependency um, from third-party uh, kind of like 
the uh, you know ads providers just like you know facebook ads instagram uh, google etc try to reduce that <clears throat> as much as possible i mean it's these days you can't really have an e-commerce store without depending on on them but try to diversify your customer acquisition channels as much as possible referrals is one of them so again don't uh, you know don't don't neglect that uh, even i mean just because referrals at the beginning are going to give a, a small percentage of your revenue it will grow but at the very beginning uh, you know it's going to take time until it, it ramps up um so but it's a it's a very easy way to uh, kind of like reduce the you know how much you depend in terms of acquiring new customers from 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 ads uh, invest time on on seo even though that depends on a third-party app but but again uh, it's it's something that you know you kind of have to need, need to master um and then focus as much as you can on on retention so uh and i think you were mentioning earlier about kind of like how brand like that you like when a brand like cares about you um that's part of customer retention. If you can create a community of customers that you can connect with beyond just a product perspective, um, that's going to go a long way because you're going to have a loyal customer, a loyal ambassador that's going to go out and refer. Um, and uh, yeah, somebody that's going to look forward for, you know, buying from you again and, and, and kind of like seeing what new products you might, you might come up with. So yeah, um, th those are the two main areas that I would, that I would focus on. Not easy, but... <laughs> But yeah. Yeah, definitely worth it. Thank you. Thank you. You said that it's a, it's a very good strategy and I agree to some point, like not to rely solely on, on ads, you know. So obviously because of the nature of the product um, we represent, uh, what is the role of email marketing in the whole like referral program? I think that email marketing is crucial when it comes to promoting your referral program because it's the main channel that brands use to connect with their customers. So um, whether you're setting up a post-purchase email, uh, inviting people to join the referral program or some sort of, uh, you know, like obviously newsletters or any sort of like any other cadence that you have, inserting a mention about your referral program, it's going to make people remember it. Um, and it's in a lot of cases, that's all you need. Like just re remind people that, hey, by the way, there's a reward waiting for you or, or your friend, you know, and your friend, both of them, if you, you know, if you uh, spread the word. So yeah, extremely crucial. I mean, we, we always tell our customers to make as many mentions as possible in their email flows um, uh, as they possibly can. So yeah. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. And surprise, surprise, GetResponse also has a referral program. So if you or your friends need an online marketing software, go to the show notes and then you will see everything you need. And also, if you remember what Raul was talking about just a second ago, referrals are very tightly connected to influencer marketing, loyalty programs, that kind of stuff. And if you haven't followed us just yet, you know that we have episodes on those topics and you can also find them in the show notes as well. So yeah, if you're looking for a day when it's going to be time that you must look in the show notes, today's the day. <laughs> don't just ignore them. And don't forget that you can follow us on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, essentially. And subscribe for more, download our episodes, leave us ratings and reviews to share your love. And if you or some of your friends want to not only refer GetResponse, but also star on Operation Automation to share some of your expertise, just let us know by sending us an email at podcast at getresponse.com.
And don't forget that we have a 15% promo code for all of our listeners on any GetResponse plan, which you will also find, guess where, on the show notes. See you there. Bye. Operation Automation is backed up by GetResponse, the marketing automation platform that's been on the market for over 20 years. Subscribe for more juicy insights. And remember, automate, don't complicate.